leadership is dead. Whoa, talk about a provocative idea. Now, this is not my original idea. It's my guest, Robin Jackson. And she is so creative, such a wonderful resource for the ruckus maker community and school leaders at large. And her take is like not to lead, but to be a builder. I love the idea. I love what she's all about. And she'll dig into it uh, throughout the rest of this podcast episode. She has a great new book called Stop Leading, Start Building. So we'll dig into that and we'll get into why leadership is dead, why being a builder is a great idea. And she also has a pretty unique opportunity for you to explore called Buildership University. Hey, it's Daniel, and welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers, those out-of-the-box leaders making change happen in education. And we'll be right back after these messages from our show sponsors. Deliver on your school's vision with Harvard Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Learn from Harvard Business and Education School faculty in self-paced online professional development specifically designed for pre-K through 12 school leaders. Courses include Leading Change, Leading School Strategy and Innovation, Leading People, and Leading Learning. Apply now for our February 2022 cohort at com slash Harvard. Are you automatically tracking online student participation data during COVID? Innovative school leaders across the country have started tracking online student participation using TeachFX because it's one of the most powerful ways to improve student outcomes during COVID, especially for English learners and students of color. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Hey there, Ruckus Maker. It's not every day that somebody joins me that I find incredibly inspiring, uh, who challenges me in my thinking, that could say, oh, check out this resource, that one. And I go out and get it like right away and take action. But Robin Jackson is that person for sure in my life. And uh, if you don't know a lot about her, she's amazing. Like you need to connect. And the thing that I want to say in terms of uh, introducing her to she, she has this idea about being a builder that is so needed in schools. And we're going to pull on that thread a lot in this conversation. So Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I always love coming and visiting you and the rest of the ruckus makers. <laughs> we really appreciate that. So you, you have, you have, there's two things I really want to talk about. Um, your new book and then this thing you built, Builder University, the new book is Stop Leading, Start Building. So congrats. I know what it's like to put in that effort and get it out into the world. So way yeah. to go. I'm going to have to get some tips from you, how to get you know reviews and ratings and that kind of thing. So, uh, <laughs> But listen, so the subtitle, Turn Your School into a Success Story with the People and Resources You Already Have. The question I have for you, 
Would you share the story behind where you got the builder, the building, like that, that whole concept? Because to me, it, I could be wrong. I'm guessing it has some sort of uh, business lesson or something there. I could be totally, totally wrong. But what I want to... <laughs> well, go ahead. It does and it doesn't. So it started out, I was a, a high school English teacher, then I was a middle school administrator. And I've told the story in the past about how I was being offered a promotion and mm. I... I was feeling kind of trapped in traditional, uh, the traditional training. Um, the problem was that I was good at it. And so I felt like I didn't have another option that I had to lead a school in a particular way, even though what I learned in the training often didn't translate to reality. And so I was being asked to do a lot of things that I felt weren't quite right. I was pushing back on some of it. And, but I just felt like there was, I needed, there was something else out there and I didn't know what it was. So when I got offered the promotion, I resigned on the spot and did not have another plan. I knew at some point I wanted to write a book. I knew that I wanted to help others. I didn't know what that was going to look like. And I resigned in February and my resignation, I couldn't, I didn't want to leave the school in the middle of the school year. So I stayed until the end of the school year. So I had between February and June 30th to try to figure it out. And I started Mind Steps and I wrote my first book, Never Work Harder Than Your Students. I didn't even know that book was in me until I just sat there and started writing. And that book came out. It was waiting to come out. But when I started working with schools, I was always really frustrated that the teachers kind of got this great training. But then when their principal came into the room, they started kind of, you know, reverting back to the mean and doing the things that they knew were going to be on that checklist the principal had. And so I felt like if we did not impact the administrators, we were never going to get there. But when I started talking to administrators, they had been trained like I was trained. You go in, you checklist, you do these things. And it wasn't working, but we kept being told that the reason it wasn't working was because we weren't doing it consistently enough or, you know, we just had to try harder or we just had to ask better reflective questions. When I thought that a lot of the stuff they were teaching us it wasn't working because it wasn't the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then one day I read an article by Amir Haig, and it's an article in Harvard Business Review. And he started talking about the difference between leaders and builders. And it was the first time that I realized that there was something else, that there was something else besides leadership, which was failing me. And I, I grabbed onto this idea about being a builder and started thinking about, okay, if we could start from scratch, what do we know works? And I started reading, you know, like you, I read all kinds of books <laughs> outside of education. And over the years, this concept of being a builder started to really materialize into what it looks like for school. So when I wrote Stop Leading, Stop start building, that book is really about laying out that model and helping people see that there is another way. And mm. when people started doing this in their schools, they started saying, all this stuff that's been hard for so long isn't hard anymore. And I'm seeing, you know, just great rapid progress because I'm not tied by that paradigm anymore. Right, right. And, and I guess the reason I was asking that question is the amount of thought and effort to create sort of a concept and then dial in so that you could communicate it, you know, concisely to those you serve, whether it's, you know, a platform and audience like we have within a school and the audience, which would be the staff, the students, the parents, um, that's really important. And it's not, it's not really taught that much, right, in the education industry. And I love it so much just because you know you nailed it when people remember who you are and what you're about. 
right? And like, I just know you're a builder and that's, that's that. Like, and that's amazing when you're talking about spreading word of mouth. And so just connecting dots for the ruckus maker listening. Imagine if you had a framework within your school, how you did school and com- communicate it so clearly, right? That people could then go tell the parents and their colleagues and the students, what kind of ripple effect, you know, would you have within your community? And I just, you know, I'm, I want to honor you because you've nailed it with that builder. So, and I see more iterations of it. And so we'll get into it, but that's just really super exciting for me, you know, just as I watch you evolve. Is there, is there anything you want to add to that before I ask another question? No, I just okay. think that we, when you, well, I, there, I said no, and then I just keep talking. But <laughs> <laughs> when you talked about like having this model and idea and being able to communicate it, I think it's one of the skills that, that or it's one of the ways that leadership fails us because we're not taught how to have our own ideas and be able to communicate them. We're taught to conform to the rules of the institution. Mm-hmm. And so when we teach vision at, we have a, a thing we do uh, twice a year, a uh, training called Builders Lab. And one of the first things we do is we tell principals that they have to set a vision for their school. That vision has to include 100% of their students. It has to be, we have the vision test. We say it has to be meaningful. So it can't be, you know, 5% increase in reading scores because that's not meaningful. It has to be something that's going to really have an impact. It has to be it has to be powerful, something that gets you excited to go to work every day and something right. that when other people hear it, they get excited about it. And then it has to be urgent. It has to be so urgent that something like COVID won't take your eyes off that vision. Something, you know, the district mandate won't take your eyes off your vision. And so we work with them to create that vision, but it's astonishing to me how many principals are afraid to dream that way, are afraid to articulate what they really want. We, we talk about how your vision is the promise that you're making to all of the students who come to your school. And the principals have it in their hearts. They know what they want to do. They know why they came. They know the difference they want to make. But leadership over the years, the training that we've got has rubbed that out of us and told us that that's not possible. And when you, it doesn't have to be a big framework that you create. Sometimes it's as simple as taking a vision that you have for your school and being brave enough and disciplined enough to articulate it and pursue it. And when you do that, you can have that same kind of world-changing impact in your school, in the lives Mm. of your kids. Mm. Yeah. What what gets in the way of that that dreaming and that inspiration? I, I heard sort of the weight and the grinding of potentially the systems and the checklists and the bureaucracy of it all potentially. But what else have you noticed that gets in the way of that? You know, one of the biggest things is people don't feel like they have permission, mm. right? When we we pursue we pursue administrative roles, we pursue leadership roles because we want to have a bigger impact. And then when we get in those roles. In order to be good in those roles, you have to conform to what the institution wants, you know? So the people who get rewarded are the ones who conform as closely as possible to the institution's image of what a leader has to be. And usually that is something that advances the goals of that institution. And so over time, we we lose touch with the thing that drew us to administration in the first place. And we get so caught up in following the rules, the regulations, conforming to a very narrow definition of what a good leader is that we lose touch with 
the things that we wanted, the things that we were hoping to do. And the other thing that I think happens is that a lot of times we're told to dream big, but we're not told how to accomplish those dreams, which is why I wrote Stop Leading, Start Building and talking about turning your school into a success story and doing it with the people and resources you already have. You can't wait for perfect circumstances. Mm -hmm. We don't have time for that. We need to do it now. But even though people have always admonished us to dream big for our kids, very rarely do they show us how to do it. And so I think that over time, people are doing their best and they keep hitting a wall. They don't have the tools and the resources to be able to get around that wall. And so their their training and their experiences teach them that you really, that dreaming that big is risky, that dreaming that big is, 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 is a fool's errand because you'll never, ever, you know, if you have 27% reading proficiency in your school, you're not going to get to 100%. It's hard enough trying to get 27 to 28%. And over time, your dreams get rubbed down to what feels doable rather than, you know, questioning that maybe the reason it's not doable is because of the paradigm that we're using. And if we shifted that, maybe all of a sudden those things were impossible become possible. And that's what I was trying to do and have been trying to do with Buildership is to say, look, these things that you're dreaming, they are important. That's what you should be doing. Let's figure out how you get there and stop settling for these little tiny goals. Mm-hmm. I want to get back to sort of like winning the game of school with the resources you have. So that in just a second. But prior to that, I've heard you say, right, that uh, leader, leadership is, is uh, dead, right? Or failing us. And that, that's a provocative statement. Whoa. Like, <laughs> come on, Robin, coming in. Guns are blazing. So I love it. Tell me more about this idea. So, the, you know, I, I've kind of alluded to it, but that when you are trained to be a leader, leadership is, is something that was created by the institution to maintain the institution. Mm-hmm. And so if you get into it and you rise up through the ranks and, you know, you know, some districts you have to like, it's like hazing in order to become a principal in those districts. And so you go through all of that. You become a principal. Yay, you've got your own school. And now you feel like I can finally do what I want to do, but you've also been hazed to get there. And so you're worried about holding on to that position and being a good leader. And Mm -hmm. so over time, the institution turns you into an artifact of itself. But what if the institution is broken? What if, if the institution is not serving all kids. There's no room for you to question that or fix it. And so, you know, one of the things that I loved from that original article was the idea that, that it was talking about bosses, leaders, and builders. And they said, bosses say go and leaders say, let's go. And that's, you know, we've been taught, oh, that's so good. You don't want to send people out. You want to go with them. But as long as you stay with everybody else, you see what they see. And so the solutions that feel available to you are the same ones that everybody else sees, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't move a school forward if you're trying to drag people towards a goal. So the, instead of saying bosses saying go and leaders saying let's go, what builders say is builders say come. Mm-hmm. And builders step away from an institution that's broken, that, you know, you know this, that pe- most institutions are getting the results they were designed to get. That's it. So if you want better results, you've got to do something different. Well, a builder says, I'm going to step away. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to leave everybody here. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start building something better. And as I begin to build something better, I'm going to begin to invite other people to join me. So think about the difference in approach. 
with between dragging somebody to a goal and inviting them to something better. When you stand with them, you're dragging them to something you haven't ever realized yourself yet. When you go out and start building it and you invite people to it, they say, oh, it's really possible. And you can start from scratch and you can build a thing that works for your kids, for your teachers, for your families, rather than trying to fix an institution that isn't serving them, you build something better. And that's what I mean about leadership is dead. Leadership does not teach us to build something better. Leadership teaches us how to tweak a system that's already broken. Yeah, amazing. I love the idea of the invitation. You know, that was a framework and a mindset I had to shift within my own approach on how I serve. And back in the summer of 2017, when I bet on myself and that, you know, could succeed, put money on the table and put a lot of great value into the world, uh, I was a bit nervous and scared, like, will it work or not? But when the mindset shifted that, hey, it's just an invitation. And I know what we have is gold and it could help people if only they were on the inside. Then it felt great because I can invite people all day long. If they come along with us, it's a win-win scenario. If it doesn't, well, I can try again tomorrow, you know? So that invitation mindset of a builder is, is, is absolutely gold. Okay, I promised I would come back to a question. Here we are. So I thought it was really interesting, like what I'm hearing. So correct me if I'm wrong, but hey, you have this staff, you have these resources. Those are the constraints. So let's stop worrying, complaining, even maybe dreaming about if we had the better staff or more money, more time, et cetera. I hear you saying like within the constraints that you have, you can still do something Amazing. Yeah. Do I do I have that right? And then close. 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 Okay. Okay. Perfect. So your staff and your resources are never a constraint. Okay. There are only three constraints that you face in your school. You have a constraint around your vision, your mission, or your core values. Every challenge that you have in your school goes back to one of those three. Mm. So let me explain vision, mission, and core values. Your vision. So let me go back even further. When people come to your school, they have three questions. What are we building? Why is it important? And what's my role? Your vision answers the question, what are we building? Your mission answers the question, why is it important? And the core values that you treat as non-negotiables in your building, they answer the question, what's my role? So every constraint that you have, you might say, we have a constraint, we've been in COVID and we have a teacher shortage and we can't get enough teachers to cover classes. What does that have to do with my vision? Well, your vision is about what we're building. And if you have a compelling enough vision, you will begin to attract people to want to teach there. So while there may be a teacher shortage everywhere else, there isn't in your school because people want to be in your school and a part of what you're doing. So the source of your constraint is not a teacher shortage. The source of your constraint is that my vision hasn't been communicated widely enough or clearly enough to be able to have that clarion call to attract people to my building. So I work on doubling down on my vision. I work on trying to achieve the vision with the teachers I have right now and doing something and building something that other people will be compelled to join. Mm. Um, Say that you feel like my biggest constraint right now is I don't, I need a a, a after-school tutoring program for my kids, but I don't have enough money for that. I have so many kids who are far behind and I wish I had this money for this tutoring program. The tutoring program is not your constraint. The real constraint is that you have kids who need to be served and that impacts your mission, what you're there to do. So once you understand that, you stop looking at the tutoring program and the money, you start figuring out, well, if what we're trying to do is serve kids, is there another way we can serve them? And you find the solution. So when you start seeing your constraints through those three things, is this a vision, 
mission or issue constraint, I mean, a core value constraint, core value. it changes everything. You know, a lot of times we say, well, my teachers are just so, you know, they're just so lazy, don't care about kids. They complain about kids all the time. They won't serve kids. They're overwhelmed. They're tired. You know, that's an issue. That's really a core values issue. And so what we have to do is work on making sure that the core values of this organization are non-negotiable. And then no matter how tired I am, I show up every day for kids because that's one of our core values. So when you think about it that way, no problem feels insurmountable because you stop looking at the people, the resources as constraints, and you start realizing what the real constraint is. And that gets you creative about solving it. Wow. That's a ruckus maker masterclass. So thank you, Robin, <laughs> for sharing all of that. That's so, so good. And it's it's real. You know, I was just chatting with the superintendent I'm building a relationship with too. And uh basically the the story was we don't have we don't have the teacher shortage issue. We actually don't even pay teachers as much as all the neighboring districts, and people drive all the way through those districts because the vision is big enough and compelling enough. People are plugged in, they feel seen and heard, and they're excited about where we're going. And that's, uh, it takes a lot of work to be able to get there. But imagine that. So through all the hard work, et cetera, whatever, what if that was the easy button, right? And the rest starts <laughs> to take care of itself. So it really, really cool. I'd love to pause here just for a moment for a message from our sponsors. And when we come back, um, I want to talk about how I could get a degree at a Builder University with you. Get professional development without leaving your home. Harvard's online certificate in school management and leadership helps you establish your legacy and deliver on your vision for your learning community. Learn from Harvard faculty as you examine case studies of leaders in education and business. Since 2018, we're proud to have served over 5,000 school leaders from over 125 countries and 54 U.S. states and territories. We are honored to welcome you to our February 2022 cohort. Apply today at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. During COVID, every teacher is a new teacher. That's why innovative school leaders are turning to TeachFX, whose virtual PD is equipping thousands of teachers with the skills they need to create engaging, equitable, and rigorous virtual or blended classes. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Today's show is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder develops the skills and habits all students need for success. During these uncertain times of distance learning and hybrid education settings, Organized Binder equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning routines so that all students have an opportunity to succeed, whether at home or in the classroom. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. All right, and we're back with Robin Jackson, Chief Builder, right? She wrote an amazing book. I highly recommend. Pick it up. Stop leading. Start building. And she's also created something new that I just have to hear more about. It's called Builder University. So what are the prerequisites? How do I sign up? <laughs> what kind of degree do I get? But what an idea. Tell us more about that. So Buildership University is our community of builders. And we wanted a place that would give people the resources and supports they needed to actually 
be a builder at their school. So a lot of times being a builder is lonely because you're walking into a world where leadership is rewarded and leadership is taught. And so when people come to Builders Lab and learn about buildership and take that model back where they read the book, then they're, they're kind of left on their own. And we wanted to create a place where they could continually get the support that they needed. So people who are intrigued by this idea about being a builder, you wouldn't be alone. You know, we always say inside of, um, uh, uh, we have something called office hours where every other week we come together and I, we just hang out and people bring their challenges and we help them solve their challenges. And sometimes people are saying, I'm just here to get my cup filled because yeah. it's been a rough week. And I need to be around people who get what I'm trying to do. Right. Because when you start talking about this vision for 100 percent of your students, everybody's going to tell you that's not realistic. And you need to be at a, in a place where other people are pursuing that same vision and you need those resources to help you get there. So part of it is just a safe place where you can come and get filled up so you can go back out in the world and keep building. And the other part is we wanted to give you the resources. So, you know, we talk about something like you need a teacher dashboard that helps you keep track of where all your teachers are, because we believe if you're going to get to your vision, you have to help every teacher grow one level in one domain in one year or less. So how do you keep track of that? How are you intentional about helping teachers grow in the most critical areas? Well, we said, okay, you need a tool. Here's a teacher dashboard. Buildership University is a place where you can get that tool and we'll show you how to do it. We have sprints where we work together. So we all come together and we say, okay, today we're going to build our teacher dashboards. So you show up, you're there for 90 minutes. When you walk out, you have your teacher dashboard done and you did it with other people who get what you're trying to do. So it's a place for weirdos like us builders <laughs> to kind of hang out. That's what we say. We're weirdos. Everybody else thinks we're weird because we're pursuing something bigger than they can even conceive of in a lot of cases. You need to be in a place where other people get you and where when you have a problem or a challenge, there's a tool or a training or a masterclass where you can get that support. And then the other thing we do is we party. I mean, not party like frat party, you know, grown folks party. So once a quarter, we have social events, even though they're virtual, we send people boxes. So um, last fall, we did a fireside chat and we sent everybody who signed up a um a little hibachi grill and a s'mores kit. And we all sat around on Zoom with our hibachi grills, grilling s'mores, hanging out, talking to each other, and just having a place where you could just relax. And nobody thinks you're a weirdo because everybody else is pursuing those same big goals. Mm. That's, I love that. And then translating it to the school environment, I think that's a, an incredible way to go above and beyond. You know, nobody's, imagining that they're going to get in the box, the hibachi grill and the s'mores. And then hopefully you would send somebody like me, like a flame retardant uh, uniform as well, because I'm pretty sure <laughs> I would be charred by the end of our Zoom party. But uh, so, you know, just free advice, right? I want to be here to help. But what a lovely way to go above and beyond, right? And it, and it can be that grand or just thinking of little things that would be super meaningful for your community, I just want to highlight that. So I heard sprints, I heard office hours, resources, the parties, uh, get your cup filled. I mean, there's there's a lot going on there. Um, what an incredible community. Where can people get the book, Stop Leading, Start Building? And then where can they join Buildership University? So I'll give you one website that will take you all those places. So Brilliant. if you, you can get Stop Leading, Start Building anywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, it's an ASCD book and get an ASCD. But if you want to learn more about Buildership University, we actually just opened it up 
Um, so we're creating a free tier because there are a lot of people who said, I want to join, but I'm not sure I have the budget and we want to serve people. So during the pandemic, we started a, what we call a mindsets pop-up group and we would pop up, you know, for a couple of months, get people support at critical times in the year, then pop out. And people were finding that so valuable that we decided to pull the pop-up group into Buildership University because we could do more and we could have it open all the time. So if you want to join Buildership University for free and just get a taste of it, the best place to go is buildershipuniversity.com buildershipuniversity.com. Then when you get there, there'll be a pop-up on the page that says join Buildership University right now for free. You can click on it. You can join. There are some free resources in there. We do a vision workshop every month to help you create your vision. And it's a workshop. It's not training. You bring your vision. You get feedback from me and other builders. We help you craft a really good vision. Um, we have Ask Me Anythings once a month where you can come and ask me anything, challenges you're facing. We have free resources we upload every single week. So even at that free tier, you're getting a ton of value because our goal is we want to help you turn your school into that success story. And we want you to do it not someday by and by, but in the next three years. And we want you to do it with the people you already have and the resources you already have. So you don't have to wait to get started. So that's buildershipuniversity.com. What generosity, what an invitation. So obviously living out the mantra of being a builder. Robin, we covered a lot of ground today. Uh, but if there was one thing you wanted a ruckus maker to remember, what would that be? Dream bigger than what you were taught to dream. Your vision is not enough if it does not include a tangible outcome for every single one of your kids. And I want you to know that it is possible to achieve it. Don't let anybody tell you anything differently. And again, if you want to learn how to do that, listening to podcasts like this, going above and beyond and, and, and not being confined by what you've been taught to dream of as a vision, dreaming bigger. That's how you get there. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.